Well, greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to Redemption Meditations. Uh, I'm Lee, joined once again, as always, by Steve and Dana. Good evening, gentlemen. How you doing, Lee? Oh, man, I'm stellar. How about you guys? Doing good. Doing pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> well, uh, well, season's greetings to you. Um, you know, we're we're big on holidays around here. We like to celebrate. And uh, so we are in uh, we're in the, the tail end of the Advent season. But but there's a holiday on our minds uh, that is coming up rather quickly. Um, tech typically celebrated on the 23rd but we're we're a little early um happy early festivus gentlemen right the, back the, at you do we the, say the, thank you to that what's the I, I'm not no sure. i think you just shrug and move on just humbug it <laughs> what a weird what a weird holiday <laughs> <laughs> a holiday that that typically uh instead of a christmas tree is just a a, a bare aluminum pole um there are feats I find of strength. Your customs fascinating <laughs> the the tinsel it, it distracts me <laughs> uh and, and i think central truly to the celebration of festivus is uh the airing of grievances and so yes. uh, i had i had mentioned just you know uh before before the holiday here uh maybe if if we had uh an airing of grievances on the podcast of of specific uh theological or or um church christian church evangelicalism perhaps even related airing of grievances uh on on a particular episode of of the pod so um we will put the feats of strength aside and uh perhaps uh steve do you, well, do you have a oh go ahead every Dana. other episode is a feat of theological strength oh, that's true <laughs> Oh my goodness! You know you're right. I mean, ho I hope I. You know. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of theological heavy lifting Maybe over not. here. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's a good point. Thank you, Steve. Would you like to air your grievance? I will. I will open the festivities with my my grievance, my seasonal grievance. Um. <laughs> So there are three in uh, three institutions ordained by God, uh, the the family, church, and government. And my grievance is not against those, but it's against those who uh, attack, deny, rail against one or more of those, and, and and almost as if they just wish it didn't exist. And uh, you know. Again, to be charitable, there's plenty of room to criticize each of those. There, there's plenty of examples. We could we could go on for quite some time pointing out examples where each of those institutions have messed up big time and and hurt people and 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 made errors. But the jump from that to well, this institution itself is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> this institution that we would all be better off if this institution did not exist. It's, it's done so much harm. Uh, it's, you know, the world would be a better place if there was no such thing as family, according to the way the Bible understands family. 
or the, the church has done X, Y, and Z wrong. And so the church is just an agent of harming people and oppressing people. And so that's, that's a bad thing. Or even the government. And we can all, we, who, who doesn't like to gripe about the government, right? We're all good <laughs> Americans who like to gripe about what we don't like about the government. But the idea that if there was none, we would all be better off. I think is great error and, and short-sighted. And I, honestly, I would I would attribute a lot of the griping against those three institutions to essentially a problem with authority. A, a lot of the fair criticisms come down to a misuse or abuse of the authority that lies within those three institutions. And, uh, and so some criticism is valid, mm -hmm. but I think healthy criticism that then moves on to something that isn't healthy usually comes back to i just don't like authority <laughs> i don't like the idea of having to pay my taxes i mean i i like to gripe about paying my taxes like anybody else right <laughs> but the bible's pretty clear about that sort of thing right the bible's pretty yeah. clear about the authority in each of those institutions and if we're just honest with ourselves we don't like that we, we don't want to be, we want to be autonomous and I'm just going to, I am my own master. I'm going to do whatever is right in my own eyes. And, and so it, I think it fuels the flames of griping against those institutions. And we, we can be fair about fair criticism, but we should, uh, we should be careful about how far that takes. That's my, that's my, my holiday grievance. I've heard that doing what's right in your own eyes didn't work very well for Old Testament <laughs> yeah. Israel. Yes, that may have rung a bell with some of you. Yes. <laughs> so it seems it seems like um, of the three uh, institutions that God ordained, right? So um, uh, family, church, and government, right? Mm -hmm. um, Christians rail against the government, like they push back against the government. That's the one that they don't like. Um sometimes the church um sometimes christians will push back against the institutional church or and i think you're right i think you're exactly right when I, when you talk about the authority right that the that the church has any kind of authority over us so sometimes um uh not typically the family yeah um not amongst christians no yeah so typically yeah. it's the it's the world um and and this is like really a thing right now right pushing back against or redefining the family so as you were mm -hmm. talking i was thinking about some of the some of the roots um of that that pushing back against um the family specifically by the world and a lot of it is kind of pop culture driven at least in our day um you know so so movies are pushing back against the family tv shows you know name name a tv show since like the 80s where the where the dad is not presented as being an idiot, right? <laughs> right. If, yeah. if the family is a unit, right, with a mother and a father, right. which recently that started to come under fire, but but before that it was the dad was presented as being, you know, Homer Simpson or something, wow. like a, just a buffoon, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so so that's the image, and, and we consume so much media, so much uh, entertainment, that that's the image that a lot of people have. They look at their own family and they see a mess, right? Mm -hmm. Because 
because of sin and everything else, they see a dad who's disengaged and, you know, whatever. And, and, um, and then they look at the TV and they think, well, this is what it's supposed to be. Cause the, like those shows, it kind of, especially they're usually comedies. Right. And, um, it all kind of works out in the end, even if dad's a buffoon, it all kind of works Despite out. Him. Okay. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, either either he does something inadvertently good to save the family or save the day mm-hmm. or whatever, or um, mom comes in and saves the day or or, yeah. or one of the kids or something, despite dad. But it all kind of works out in the end. So they think, oh, this is just what family is. This is just what dads are, especially. Yeah. Um, he uses so cultural catechism that. on that. Yeah. And I was thinking about like, I'm old enough to remember when um the first george bush and dan quayle was his vice president Mm -hmm. and he pushed back against murphy brown the tv show which i never watched murphy i don't know really she was a news reporter or something um but was she was portrayed as being a single mom i think that's how Mm -hmm. it went and um in in a positive light and he started talking about family values and the left really mocked him for it Mm -hmm and um probably destroyed his reputation i don't know anything about dan yeah. Carroll, so i'm not I don't even it was more than know. just misspelling potato right <laughs> right no, it was and, a it was a political destruction that worked assassination yeah right, right. He, he, he became a goofball yeah right and that's how he's remembered is just the, yeah. the guy who does not spell potato even though it's on a card in front of him <laughs> it would have been yeah. an easy mistake for anybody to make yeah yeah uh, again, I don't. I don't really know anything. But I'm not here to defend Dan Quayle, but just that idea of uh, the. Are you the kidding? Left- this is the number one Dan Quayle uh, <laughs> fan supporter <laughs> podcast on the internet. This is a great crossover, like Festivus and Dan Quayle. We're all over the map already. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think you bring up a, a great point about the media and the way the media goes after the family is by going after the father so the father you know if it's a comedy the father's going to be presented as a clown if it's a drama the father's going to be presented as a monster so the father should be mocked or overcome and defeated that is the road to some sort of victory or utopia or peace and tranquility right and very often in in a traditional family authority rests with dad right so we got to get after the authority we have to undermine that authority by demonstrating that he's a big stupid joke or that he's a tyrannical monster Mm -hmm. Uh, either way his authority is illegitimate And, and and we could go down we could go across the board here i mean certainly church history is filled with lots of examples where uh well you could lump church and government in 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 the same category where they have stepped outside of their proper lane mm-hmm. often crossing the line that separate that should separate the two right yeah, government right. stepping into areas where the church belongs the yeah. church sometimes stepping into areas where the government oh we don't need to report this to the authorities so we'll handle mm-hmm. this and it well, that's a great goes point. horrible yeah. right and, and then the government says well we're going to tell you what you can especially in the last few years we're going to tell you how and when and if you can meet and that's not for the government either you know so there's lots of criticism that's fair 
but we don't sort of throw the baby out with the bathwater. Our lives are, it is a good gift of God to all people, not just believers, that we have the family and the church and the government. Your life would be way worse, more dangerous yeah. if you didn't have these three things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and you're speaking generally when you talk about the government, right? Like, right. <laughs> There are there are terrible yeah. governments around the world and throughout history that are horrific. Absolutely. Yeah. You're right. speaking generally, and I get that. They, Romans 16, God God appoints right. um, the, the to wield the sword to 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 restrain evil, punish wrongdoers. Right. But, but you made a good point kind of subtly there. You said um uh that that the church sometimes has swept things under the rug that they should have turned over to the government. So so yes. I'm I'm thinking you're talking about like abuse, sure. sexual abuse. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to make the same point that the um, the the world or the media or whatever it is, the system, um, the same argument that they make against dads, they're they're making against the church, and specifically against pastors, mm -hmm. right? Priests, pastor, anybody, because they lump us all in one category because some horrible things were done, not just by the Roman Catholic Church, but that got the most press, right? whatever, 20 years ago now is when it really started to come out, I guess. But when yeah. all of that, the, the the priest abuse scandals started to come out, and there's there's Protestant abuse scandals too, we just, it's not as widespread. Um, it, lately, it has been coming out more. But there's, when, when, uh, when that happens, they're going to latch onto that and say, see, all yes. pastors yeah. are, are this, are predators. Right. Um, so, so it's gone from uh, they only want your money, right? So the um, I don't go to church because it's mm -hmm. all about money. You, you used yeah. to hear that, like the the generations before us that that rejected the church and any authority of the church. That was their argument because they they would plead for offerings or whatever. Um, now it's switched to the to all instead of they're just after your money. And they may still use that sometimes, but it's just after you know just after your children or whatever, right? Yeah. They're just predators. Yeah. And, um, and I think it's, it's the same argument. It's a going after the authority. So you go after the authority of the father and, and just undercut any authority by making him a buffoon. Or you go after the authority of the elders, the, the, the pastors, the, the leaders of the church by, by demonizing them mm -hmm. um, and making them um, just evil and uh, by our standards, evil. And, yeah. and they're all the same. You know, we're just going to lump them all into the same category. Um, that's why you can't trust the church, and the church should be, you know, it, it's all, you're, you're right, it's all about authority and a rejection of authority, because I am my own authority, and there's no authority yeah. higher mm -hmm. than me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think we. it's fair to recognize this is a pretty brilliant strategy, right? Because there are horrendous examples of, yeah. of fathers abusing authority, of clergy yep. just totally blowing it as the abusers or covering up abuse there's certainly plenty of examples of government run amok that harmed people horrendously so those are things are real you know and, and to run those up the it it, it is emo highly emotionally charged and the easy you might even say lazy response is to say all you people are the same yeah. <laughs> and it might be better if none of you existed. 
I'm so horrified by what I'm hearing. And some of the things that have happened are, we should be horrified by. Right. They are grotesquely awful. And, but then the conclusion that, you know what, I just think the world would be better off if there weren't any fathers, pastors, uh, law enforcement, you know, if there was no FBI, we'd be better off. Right. Well, I mean, come on, scrub that uh, part out. So I, the, 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 the funny thing is, except have, for Mulder and Scully, of in, course, in, they can stay. A, well, of course, not Mulder and Scully. <laughs> Keep the X Files rolling. But uh, the, the ironic thing is, you have a, in a divided country, you have each side super angry at different levels of law enforcement, mm-hmm. yeah. Total, yeah. utterly distrusting. They're yeah. all bad. It would be better if we just totally discontinued them, but it's not the same parts of uh, <laughs> like as if there's no good fbi agents there's no good yeah. local police there's no they don't do anything for us yeah it's that's equally dumb yeah. Yeah. even though we can point to examples that are pretty terrible yeah right but if i could run it it yeah. everything would be fixed i could just be king yeah. of america yeah if only all right because that's yeah. such an easy job yeah. yeah if i could be if i could be the president the Pope and, you know, yeah, run uh, all your households. Yeah. That'd run all, run every easy. household. <laughs> that is yeah. my, uh, call would not father. Work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You'd be the, whole, yeah. Ugh, anyway, there you go. I that's could, my festivist grievance. It's a good grievance. Yeah. It's a, it's a good grievance. All right, Dana, your turn. Well, so mine is, um, uh, a little bit, um, I don't know, a little, little lower, maybe um, more, more specific. I would say um, mine is false teachers and people associated with false teachers. I'm so sick and tired of, uh, and and almost. I usually say to people, if they're on TV, they're probably terrible. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, yes, right? not always, but if they're on TV, they're probably terrible. Good rule of thumb. Um, probably right. <laughs> there's a few every once in a while you flip through the channel and see some you know i don't even know who but um so probably the the largest church in america um is uh lakewood church in texas and joel Osteen is, yeah he's a false teacher he teaches a, a modified um uh, uh prosperity theology is prosperity theology but he he changes the language a little bit so it's it's less about money and more about blessing or something like that mm-hmm. um you know i mean for crying out loud the title of one of his books is your best life now like that's <laughs> that's anti-gospel yeah by <laughs> definition that means you're going to hell when you die <laughs> <laughs> can only yeah, get worse from here yeah. that's you uh, drink and be merry because yeah. tomorrow you die that's right um, <laughs> so he's a he's a false teacher and leading people astray and um i i mean mostly in our circles everybody's like yeah yeah we know that right um but there are there are people on the outside of like in his circle or just outside of that that flirt with the same kinds of theology but they present themselves as being sound yeah and one of them is max lucado and i've i've probably read some max lucado books maybe 20 years ago i I don't remember nothing stands out um but he's an incredibly influential and um uh highly published author Mm -hmm. and so i'm guessing you can go in virtually any christian's 
home and they will have a Max Lucado book somewhere. Um, I'm speaking very generally there, right? Um, and this last week, he, he preached at Joel Osteen's church. And mm. um, not only did he preach there, but so Osteen and his wife, her, her name, so Joel and Victoria, gave him a very glowing introduction. And then he came in, and the beginning of the sermon was essentially, uh, you know, may God pour his blessings on you. I, I love this church. I love your pastors. Pastor Joel and Pastor Victoria. Oh my um, goodness. So it, it bugs me to no end that the pastor's wife, and, and this happens a lot, is also referred to as a pastor. My wife is not a pastor. She is my helper. Um, she does a ton of ministry that nobody ever sees. Every pastor, lots of elders' wives do that. Um, but she's not a pastor. She's not in an office. She's not uh, uh, an, she's not an officer of the church. She's not. She has spiritual gifts, but it is not the gift of pastor, um, shepherd, um, and and so so you take somebody who is seen as not uh, not a false. He's not seen as a false teacher, Lucado. Mm -hmm. He's seen as a nice guy who writes sort of. Um, do better, be better, God loves you kind of books, um, sort of milk toast theology, yeah. whatever. And um, with a big smile. <laughs> right. And there's this, and there's a there's a danger because he's associating with and promoting and being promoted by the largest false teaching church in the country, and one of the largest in the world. And that bugs me to no end. Because yeah. Because people don't know that. They don't know. And actually, um, I, I looked it up after. He actually um, uh, has done the same, preaches around Christmas, I believe, for the last several years. So this isn't hmm. a one-time thing where, like, I got invited where? Yeah, I'm hmm. going to go. And, like, if I got invited, mm -hmm. I would go and I would preach the God. I would never be invited back. You wouldn't get to finish, but you would uh, get to start. <laughs> right. Um, but I would, I, and I would lead with the gospel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I would lead like, great. You know, I, I've, uh, I actually remember, um, this is going to be a wild story, but there were several years ago when Mark Driscoll was still what he used to be. <laughs> um uh pastoring in seattle and really influential in reform circles he was invited to preach at um the hour of power schuler's crystal oh Cathedral. yeah you remember that yeah and, i don't um, remember this he, my brother was out at, at uh out in la at the time and actually went up and was there wow and, and he at that time, Driscoll has fallen, I believe, uh, and should not be a pastor. But um, at that time, he was into Reformed theology, and, and his sermons were, they got bad. But for, anyway, they the started gospel off well. Was yeah, I don't want to, I, I don't, yeah, he's a problem guy. We don't recommend but, him anymore, if no. we ever did. Um, no, but, he but you could find sermons that were, you know. Sure, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but he preached the gospel there. And his and his reasoning was so they invited him because he was super influential and they wanted to yeah. have a big influence he was on really his popular. Circle. Yeah. Right. That's why they invited him. And 
Um, I think it was probably a strategic mistake because they actually didn't know who he was. <laughs> like he did, he was not Driscoll, not their Driscoll guy. Is, but he was not afraid to go in there and say, "Actually, I'm going to preach the gospel to you." <laughs> and that's what should happen. Like that whole yeah. con. That's what should. Ha- if you're invited, go. You know, I would go. Um, yeah. uh, Old school and- Matt Chandler preaching at uh uh-huh. one of uh yeah. stephen furtick's you're events, not right? david you're not david that's where that comes from the you're it's not, not david about clip. you yep right yeah and, and, and there's, so we could go down that good. road i think there's actually the people who like to get invited and go to those places end up being problematic chandler mm-hmm. and driscoll yeah. are examples yeah. of that yep um so so we need to be really careful mm-hmm. we're not advocating any of that um uh, but if you're invited, go preach the gospel. Um, Lucado is and expect doing to not be invited again. Yeah, <laughs> right. Lucado's not doing that. He's going in and he's yeah. and he's he's tickling their ears, right? He's telling them what yeah. they want to hear. And um, and and so it's a it's a it's a sentimentality, and mm-hmm. and what it does is the person who doesn't really know much about. Cato and, and all, any of this, but they've read a couple of books by him, and man, he just seems like such a nice guy. And there was not—I think there was nothing wrong in the books, nothing theologically mm-hmm. wrong, um, maybe weak, but not that wrong. It gives a credibility to the people that he's promoting. Mm-hmm. So he goes in there, and now people are going, "Well, Jose must not be too bad because Lucato says he's not bad. Mm-hmm. Lucato says he loves him. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that's yep. a problem." I think um, that kind of, it, it, can I tell you, I actually think it leads to universalism. Go for it. Well. Expound. So so, so you have like these nice guy preachers, right? That are just these nice guys, like Osteen fits in this category, but Lucado, um, th- there's other authors like that, um, that are that are writing those sort of like, just sort of bland Christian books. Um, and they may be fine, but, but they're, nice right Mm -hmm. and um uh, so that sentimentality um i think it leads to people not understanding there are there actually um so first of all the bible warns repeatedly the new testament warns repeatedly against false teachers who come in who sneak into a church and take and take away paul actually uses the language weak women right Mm -hmm. take them away that, it, that they they sneak into churches and they distract people who just, um, you know, they they look at someone like Max Lucado and they think, oh, this is such a nice guy. And then next thing you know, they're reading, you know, Joel Osteen or, or uh, the, the what's the, um, hearing from Kenneth God. Copeland. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's not a, a short walk between the, uh, or it's, yeah. it's a short walk between those two guys. It is because because you have you have someone like Lucado who is not I, I don't even know aside from this I wouldn't have put him in the category of false teacher no just weak just a watery right? guy yeah but then he promotes someone like Osteen and Osteen promotes all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. it's a yeah. short step to get into some really like all of a sudden your your favorite theologian is Opa yep. I mean that that he's yeah. he's all into yeah. that. Yep. And um, I think it really leads to a belief in universalism. All these people are just, they're just nice people and they're all going to go to heaven because they're such a nice guy. 
Well, and o- Osteen wasn't far from even saying that on Larry King years and years ago, where uh, Larry King asked him if, uh, like, he had mentioned going to India, and uh, he was like, "Oh, these these are people obviously that love God. They dedicate their lives to loving God." And like, no, they this is actually this is kind of stealing from a Steve Lawson sermon, but no, they actually hate God. They worship yeah, false yeah. gods. They actually hate God with their very being. Uh, they're it's not so going funny. to. Have- there's a guy running for president that is Hindu and he uses that kind of same language all the time. He's oh no. Not he's a monotheistic about... Hindu. <laughs> yeah, whatever that means. He's not talking about Yahweh when he uses the word God. Yeah. He's not talking about the God of the yeah. Bible. Yeah. Or he's if not doing gonna... it um, honestly. Yeah, anyway. yeah. If, if you, if you have the opportunity to go to one of the, a place like that, this is probably uh the 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 time to sort of channel your uh john the baptist right who 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 warned you brood of vipers to flee from the wrath you know your your inner paul washer you know all those sermons he's famous for and i think even he would say look i don't preach like this at my home sure like all these (laughs) sermons you know me from isn't how i tend my own flock right (laughs) <laughs> but this would probably be the occasion to just let them have it with both barrels yeah. because you're probably not going to get invited back. Yeah. And you kind of do want to warn them about the wrath to come and let the chips fall where let God yeah. do with it what he wants. If, right. Because if they're inside right. that bubble insulated away from the gospel, they might not hear it. Otherwise, that might yeah, be the only chance exactly they get to hear the time it. to preach like that, even if maybe yeah. you wouldn't do that week after week after week at your own church, you shouldn't yeah. do it that way. But this is the time to let yeah. it rip, you the know. World's barred. Kind of. Yeah. So it's it's interestingly that you brought up Larry King because several years ago, um, it's got to be pushing eighteen or twenty years ago now. I remember seeing the video on Larry King, and mm. I think John MacArthur was on the same episode. Um, There's a few that I had watched for specific. I don't remember why. It might have been when I was in college for a specific class or something, but. Um, uh, Larry King was really good at asking these guys, like, what do you really believe? What are you going to say to a Hindu or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And getting them to say it. And yeah. there would often be some kind of liberal or some Catholic priest or something that, you know, would do their thing. And and um, uh, Lucado would not say it. He would not say, I think he gave him the example of, of Muslims, Islam. Would, would they you know, what would you say to them? And he he would not say that Allah is not Yahweh. <laughs> he would not say it. Um, and I think that's all a, that's a problem. And yeah. it's a problem because it ends up leading people astray. Uh, we need, we need our pastors to have a backbone to be able to say, actually, this is the truth. I'm not saying it. The Bible's saying it. Mm-hmm. This is what the Bible says. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Um, and that means what it says. <laughs> you know, it doesn't mean yeah. except for me and whoever you decide. It doesn't mean <laughs> what gets there in the end. It means yeah. what it says. Well, remember the remember the Chris Long controversy with another watery guy with a big smile uh, out in Saddleback, <laughs> California. <laughs> same well, sure. Same kind of thing. Uh, where they muddied the line between uh, the dividing line between Christianity and Islam, and kind of oh, it's all the same God, and then having to having to walk that back. Right. Um, 
Yeah, Rick Warren was it's in not, the middle of all that. Allah, I'll say it. It'll probably get blocked on YouTube. Allah is a demon. <laughs> Based. I mean, it's There's a no salvation God. there. Right. Yeah. There's no yeah. salvation there. Yeah. Exactly. It's all law and um, uh, not God's and violence. <laughs> yeah, it, it is law and violence. And um, Allah is a destructive demon. And when you when you follow the Muslim religion through to to the end, like when you when you actually obey it and, and do it, you're going to war. Yep. You're going to conquer. You you can convert someone to many religions at the at the end of a barrel you know mm-hmm. a gun or a knife or whatever you can force people to convert you cannot do that in christianity yep and and i think it's the only really right it's, it's because it's a heart transformation yep. that god has to do well the word the word islam literally means submit no, to submit <laughs> you literally can't make yourself submit to yahweh he has to change right. your heart first before you would even think of submitting to god You'll continue yeah. to shake your fist until the heart of stone becomes a heart of flesh. So yeah. it's literally impossible to, to to be that to have that sort of thing in Christianity because we recognize yeah. it's a work of God, not a work of, of man. This this is why Larry King is asking the question because it's just so outrageous that you would have a non an exclusive gospel, right? Yeah. That I am the, meaning the only, the way, the truth, the life, outside of me, there is death only. only. That's why he's bringing it up, because he wants him to say, are you going to say it? Are you actually yeah. going to say mm-hmm. it? And a lot of these guys, they're on TV in front of millions of people, chickened out. Yeah. Or don't maybe know. don't really believe it. I mean, that's true, too. That's possible, too. Yeah. But it's a it's an art. Un- of being a pastor means sometimes making everybody uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a time and place for that where everybody's uncomfortable. Nobody really likes you anymore. Um, you're off the Christmas card list, whatever, you know, whatever it is, like we're done with you. Like that sometimes is the proper, you know, that that's, that's what you should, where it should go, you know? Yeah. Um, and sometimes you have to talk about the long lobe of the liver to get there. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we guys keep bringing that up. <laughs> It'll never die. It makes me hungry every time I hear it. Right. <laughs> Yummy. Well, Lee, what is your uh, what 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 problems do you have with these people? Yeah, man. So it, it's gonna, actually it's going to be very similar to yours, Dana. Um, I have a big problem with a, a, a similar kind of sentimentality in, um, uh, in the church generally, maybe we might even say evangelicalism. Um, it, it, and part of it is a, a cultural thing bleeding in. It's the, I like to call it the, uh, the, you are enough crowd. Uh, you know, so there's a big movement of, um, you know, self-esteem, believe in yourself, you know, that's been a thing for a long time, but I think especially in the internet age and maybe among the uh, the Instagram class uh, where, uh, you know, you've got to you got to repeat, you know, certain uh, mantras and self-affirmations to yourself. And 
um, one of the big ones, and and it started. It's it's bled into, you know, the popular Christian world. You are enough, or um, I've got this um, kind of thing. I actually so um, what what brought this to mind as my gripe, uh, as my grievance was uh, I had seen um, it was an ad for a a Christian merch store on like Facebook or something. And it had taken um, it, it. It was a mug and it had written out on it. Um, uh, I've got this through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> okay. That is a much better mug than the one that I'm considering. <laughs> yeah, I found it. I found it on my desk. Someone, someone left it on my desk this weekend. I haven't yet to use it, but I will. It's, it's a good size and it, and it speaks the truth in love. Coffee is proof that there is in fact a God and what was the rest? And that he loves, loves us? us and wants us to be happy. It, honestly, it's true. It's I think for his glory. There's yeah. even a, a Desiring God article about that, I think. Um, it's probably a John Piper. It's a <laughs> Drink coffee God to the glory of God. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Lee. Sorry. Um in that that encapsulated so much to me because if you're willing to take a cultural maxim uh, of something like, I've got this, leaning on your own power, and you're going to insert that into a Bible verse about surviving adversity only because of the power of Christ, you have a right. significant problem. Uh, one, you don't know how to read Scripture. Number two, you think way too highly of yourself, uh, and, and that's a problem in our culture, and if we're not careful, if— um, as Christians, if we are not um, being discerning about what the culture is saying, uh, as parents, if if you aren't teaching your children about reliance on Christ, uh, you can fall for these things pretty quickly because it feels good to believe. Um, the old man certainly likes this kind of thing. Um, I can I can muscle through this on my own power. Yeah, maybe I'll give Jesus credit for making me so powerful, <laughs> but it's still me. I've got this, not Christ. Um, no, any, any good deeds I do are filthy rags. Uh, the good that I do is Christ working in me. It's not me at all. Um, um, and so, um, things like, or, or I am enough, even in Christ, you can't say that about yourself. You know, you, you are still, you are still a sinner. Um, you are still living on grace. Uh, you're clothed in Christ's righteousness. You don't have righteousness of your own. Um, you are not self-sufficient. In fact, you know, to go to go uh, theologically nerdy, um, aseity, right? The uh, the self sustaining nature of God that is not a communicable attribute of God. That's right. Uh, when, when you're saved, you are not given aseity the way that God has aseity. You are still reliant. So, in that sense, you will never be enough. That's the that is why that's such a terrible terrible thing for christians to think about or say or or even heaven forbid believe um only yahweh is enough right only only christ is enough um to not only supply your needs but then give you even the internal strength to go about the vocation that he's given you to do right the way that um is that ephesians 2 2 10 about doing good works that he's prepared beforehand you know, you can't even prepare your own good works, let alone accomplish them. You are not enough. You know, you don't got this, <laughs> you know. 
which is which is why um even as christians i, I never got this until i was quite a bit older i think um why we need even christians need to hear the gospel over and over and over again oh right? yeah like I, you know you think you think the gospel uh is a call for unbelievers to believe and when once they hear that once they believe okay let's move on and and there's a sense in hebrews that talks about moving on to you know solid food and not just milk and and moving from the elementary um doctrines onto the deeper doctrines right so so yes that's true but we need the gospel all a part of that because otherwise we start relying on ourselves we will we rely on ourselves all the time and um and and regularly one of my uh and i've started doing this maybe in the last year or so in our in our in the pastoral prayer um one of the things that i will pray is we have broken your law and, and here's how mm -hmm. we've done that we have failed to love the lord our god with all our heart soul mind and strength we have failed to love our neighbor as ourselves. i may not have broken like specific you know uh, some of the commandments this week at least outwardly but i have failed to do those things and that is the summary of the law i've failed guaranteed every single christian or non-christian but every single christian sitting in the church sanctuary between sundays has failed to love the lord our god with all our heart soul mind and strength like i, I and if I'm you say that now. you have done it perfectly <laughs> and that you're you're sinless you're entirely all sanctified i've kept from my youth <laughs> you are as wrong you are you're in the wrong just like everybody else you're, you're still doing like, it and now you're lying about it <laughs> yeah you're, you're adding sin on top of yeah. sin stop it and you need help. the gospel and you need the gospel yeah every single week so not only do i like i confess that on behalf of us right but but then try and tie that into the god like but you are holy righteous um uh, uh um abounding gracious merciful and abounding in steadfast love you have still called us to enter into his courts with thanksgiving with praise like god still even though we've broken his law every week he still calls us to come to him and um and 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 there is different no condemnation for those who are in yeah. Christ, and so we so we need to hear that every single week because we break it. And I I, I never really understood that until you know I got older in life and um, until I was an adult, right? That we need the gospel, mm. and it has to be like to to go back to your original point. Lee, it has to be more than that sentimental feelings. Mm -hmm has to be genuine and true and we need to know who we are and who he is and you know that that sentimental thing saying mm -hmm. there but by the grace of god go i right like yeah. that is absolutely true it is god's <laughs> grace that holds you yeah right yeah yeah and feelings will change right uh we have a good track record of feelings be being incredibly fickle and so yeah. you actually need something objective you, you need something outside of yourself um to to be grounded on and the gospel is that uh and and it's not it's not milk you know it that it, that is actually sustaining truth for for every phase of the christian life um yeah. you don't outgrow it um uh you 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 might forget it from time to time you need the reminder um but the power of the gospel 
is is for salvation for all those who believe, and and we go on being saved uh, through through our Christian life, you know, from from initial repentance, the the life of of sanctification and ongoing repentance and belief in Christ until glorification. We're being saved all the way through there, and it's the power. The gospel is the power to do that. Yeah, Amen. you know, Lee, as you were sharing your festivus grievance, I was thinking of. Uh something i've seen on social media a lot it's uh, usually in the form of a meme but i think i've even seen it on t-shirts you can buy and everything and it's uh, you guys have probably heard it but it's the uh the 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 devil whispered in my ear fear the storm and i replied i am the storm and it just made me think of that uh if someone were to think that they're going to do that i would just quote uh that famous theologian, Mike Tyson, uh, that everybody has a plan until they get hit in the face, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, th- this is not the answer we would want to give to that situation. <laughs> yes. Right? Christ is Lord might be good enough, but yeah. I am the storm. Like we, we have a massively inflated uh, sense of who we are. Yeah. Right. That yeah. that uh, that that I am this force to be reckoned with and the devil himself should behold me and tremble yeah. is not what we are called to not how we are called to walk the Christian life. Yeah. Right. We're supposed to be bankrupt, impoverished of spirit. And our hope is in Christ alone. And and, and there is definitely the sense of jesus is the robin to my batman thing going on that is my co-pilot yeah jesus is my co-pilot that plane's crashing if you're the one flying it and jesus is not then that is going to end in a fireball like we we have the wrong understanding of who christ is and who we are if we're sort of walking with a swagger when it comes to the spiritual forces and the principalities and the you know we ought not do that. We can have yeah. great confidence in Christ, but like, let let's simmer down now with the everybody better yeah. watch it, look out here I come <laughs> kind of attitude. Yeah. That's not that's that that's not who we are to be. I am the storm. We're, Jesus calmed the storm. Yeah, <laughs> right. we don't even want a. That's storm. a better response. Yeah, yeah. Jesus calm. I mean, Jesus it, take the wheel. Jesus put you in the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, made the car. So yeah. that that was what I was gonna say. Like that that specific meme, you know, that specific saying, um, "Jesus calmed the storm." Like the disciples, who were some of them were experienced fishermen who grew up on the Sea of Galilee, were scared that they were going to terrified. Die. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like that's actually who you are. Yeah, and, and I would argue. You're actually not even as good as the disciples. Yeah, you're no disciple, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Right, right. Those guys, were, those guys were with Christ, and yeah. they were terrified. Right. And um, uh, yeah, that that that's that's such a like an anti-Christ statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Is it's it, it's oh, a giving yes. a false assurance. It's giving a false assurance, saying. It's it it's actually I would I would say it's it's the temptation of the devil right um, if the devil is whispering in your ear and you're responding I am the storm like 
That's exactly what he That's wants a you demon's to say. answer. He's, right. he's won That's already. Exactly, he yeah. wants you to have that that confidence in yourself yeah. because oh, get ready, that storm's going to get even worse. It's the you sort know? of thing that somebody would say if isn't it the seven sons of Skiva trying <laughs> oh, to? Oh yeah, like, like you're right. going to end up naked and bloodied, right, and embarrassed, <laughs> right. like a Jesus I know, and man, we've heard of Paul. <laughs> you are a nobody. And you're mm-hmm. about to feel it right now. Right? You and your get, brothers with yeah, you. Yeah, you're all going <laughs> to get humiliated because you are certainly no Jesus and you're not even a Paul. Right. right? You're <laughs> not even close to a Paul. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. No trash talking the devil, everybody. <sighs> yeah, don't yeah, sing just turtles don't. and don't trash think, talk the devil. Don't talk to him at all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, don't have a battle of wits with the devil. Okay? No, no. Yeah. Don't 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 Bad like idea. call them up in your prayer. I've heard people do that, right? Yeah. Rebuke just, Satan in their prayers. Like just no, 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 no. Talk to talk to the Lord. Press into Christ. Yeah. <laughs> that, right. that is not spiritual war. That is like the opposite of spiritual warfare, right? Right. Yeah. That is not spiritual warfare at all. Yeah. That's it. So this may be a, a separate uh grievance, but oh bonus that, grievance. grievance. Bonus, <laughs> bonus grievance. But but that that whole concept does two things. Um, it it uh, gives more power and authority to the human in their mind. So it doesn't really do that, but it gives more power and authority to the human in their mind. Like you have the authority to rebuke Satan um, in the midst of a prayer to God. Like, hold on a minute, God, I got something to say to this guy. Like, you don't have that authority. Um, the other thing that it does is it, it actually... Um, it actually distracts your uh, hearers, those who are hearing those prayers. And and either, so here's what I do when I hear somebody pray like that. This person's a bozo and they don't know what they're saying, right? <laughs> and if I wasn't a believer, it would make me think like there is no Satan. It's his own, mm-hmm. you know, you're not under attack from Satan because you keep going, you know, it's not the demon of the Big Mac or whatever the, like, you know, people, they, they say this, this yeah. thing that I struggle with, Big Mac's a bad example. The, the sin maybe that I struggle yeah. with um, is because of Satan really tormenting me, but mm-hmm. it's actually just my own temptation. Um, yep. You know, Satan's really yep. tormenting me. So I'm looking at inappropriate websites on my computer. No, actually that's your own lust and sin. Right. Satan, Satan's not, he's not omnipresent and he doesn't know your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know your thoughts. Right. He doesn't know your thoughts. He's not omnipresent. So, so demons are real. Um, The spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places are real. Satan is a real being. He is not standing over your shoulder. Yeah. I can almost guarantee that. You're you're not important enough for him to waste his time with the likes of you. Right. So what it does. That's actually not a, all bad he's, yeah, right. he's spending yeah, time thank, in palestine thank right the now. lord that you're not yeah that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not a big enough deal right so we could do a whole episode on like dealing with like satan and demonology but not oh maybe um, one day someday yeah. maybe someday one day. it's on the list well that's that's it for my grievance and uh so thank you thank you for the airing um Shall shall we ascend the library ladder? Let us. Let's do we that. Shall.
Dana, what do you have on your stack? Oh, this I have, uh, I, I once again, set aside the book that I've been wanting to recommend for a couple of weeks and pulled out a fun book today. Ooh. Um, so this is a fun book. It is, um, what, so what blues music teaches us about suffering and salvation. The title is Getting the Blues by Stephen Nichols. So Stephen Nichols Very is the good. president of Reformation Bible College. Um, nice. Ligonier, Ligonier Ministries. Um, and Very uh, good. This, is, he, this is such a, a fun book. It goes down into the Mississippi Delta and gives history of these troubled um, 1920s-ish um, um, descendants of former slaves often and how they, they made this whole genre of music. And I love the blues. I love mm -hmm. blues music. And this is such a fun book because he traces salvation through um, suffering in this. And I think it's great. I've, I've read it a couple of times. I recommend it to people who like music and history of music, that kind of stuff. So Getting the Blues by Stephen Nichols. So good. Very good. Nice. Steve, what do you have this evening? Well, I did something a little different tonight, too. And I was thinking about this. Um, it kind of ties in with my grievance, actually. <laughs> so, and, and a lot of people have probably read it, but I'll explain why I'm recommending it here. It's the Lord of the Flies. Ooh, all Here's right. why I'm recommending that book. I, I think if you haven't read it, you should read it. If you are, are an adult who has read it and you have kids, it might be a good one, depending on how old your kids are, to read with your kid. Because I think that will stir up an interesting theological conversation. One of which could be these three institutions, the family, the church, and the state, and what happens when they are, in some sense, removed in this story. Just don't want to give it away too much, but I, I yep. think that oftentimes we can um, uh, use things that are pretty much secular and turn those into uh, theological discussions. And, and I yeah. thought, you know what? This is one I've enjoyed discussing with my kids. And we talk about why did all these things happen in the story and what what did, what do we interpret from that and all those the, the fun fun conversations. It's an easy read. It's obviously for a little bit older kids. It's not little kids, but uh, and even if you don't have kids, just as an adult to read it and think about what happens to the people in the book and what. Uh, spiritual ramifications there are from i'm trying to be careful and not give away too much of the story but i can't remember who wrote that golding that's william, uh, golding. william golding yeah yeah okay william golding so yeah so very good there's of course a lot of books that would fall in that category but i think sometimes it's of use you know i i love the you know heavy on doctrine books but sometimes you get something a lot of people have read and let's interpret it and discuss mm -hmm. it and think about it differently it's fun to do that that's a great sometimes. book for worldview analysis yes. i read it in high school it was one of the few novels that i read for like american lit in high school that really affected me a lot it's a very affecting story um, yeah yeah a, a hearty cosign and I'm glad I'm glad you've opened the floodgates to fiction because I've been waiting for a while. Oh boy, here we first, go. So. Okay. Oh, no, I, we're out of time. Uh, <laughs> we've broken um, through now, so here we go. The glass ceiling has been shattered. Yeah. 
I, I am staying on brand myself tonight. Um, I'm going to recommend uh, this is one of the studies in Baptist history volumes. It's a thin book. Oh. It's called In Essence One, In Persons Three uh, by Michael Haken and another nice. fellow, Roy M. Paul. Uh, this is a really great examination of classic Nicene Trinitarian doctrine in uh, particular Baptist history. Um in the 1689 confession the trinity chapter is especially beefed up with nicene language it this goes into some of the reasons why um there's several historical reasons why that that was made uh, as a decision um but but also this is a really good um examination of the doctrine of the trinity from a historical perspective that isn't necessarily just about the propositions and the language of it, but how the church, how how the the, the doctrine of the Trinity um, positively affects the church. Uh, and this is just from the Baptist perspective. Obviously, you know, other denominations uh, would 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 have similar stories too. But um, but I love I, I've really come to enjoy Baptist history, uh, learning more about the roots of the particular Baptist movement. And and this is this is a great book centered on a on a very important doctrine um to to kind of kill two birds with one stone a bit, a bit of baptist history a bit of solid christian theology uh essential doctrine um really really good really good so in, in essence and one Mike, in persons three and michael haken the author there or one of the authors is the man when it comes to baptist particular baptist history yeah. he really is the man when it comes He's to that the He's historian of our yeah. times yeah. of yep. history that's cool so but before before the the final blessing uh i thought uh with with your with your permission uh since we've celebrated uh one holiday uh this episode um will come out and we won't have another episode uh until after christmas so uh i thought uh if you would indulge me i might read uh, Luke 2, uh, 1 through 20, uh, and, and wish everyone a, a Merry Christmas, and then uh, may God bless them and keep them. Does that sound, is that okay? Sounds great. Wonderful. Yeah. You're going to read it in King James? <laughs> I was going to no, read it Latin. in, in, in its original Latin. He's going to read it in Latin. <laughs> I'm going to read it in Klingon, actually. Oh, boy. And... <laughs> <laughs> Or perhaps Cinderin. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Go for it. That, that's Luke for the Patreon to... version of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke, Luke 2. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in the manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he's pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the angels said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Merry Christmas. God rest you, God rest you Mary. <laughs>